Next on BYU Sports Nation, dream big in 2017. What will be the greatest thing to happen to BYU athletics over the next year? We continue to remember and celebrate the life of Lavelle Edwards. Offensive line coach Mike Empey will join us. Plus, what's the chance that BYU has two players drafted into the NFL or that men's basketball makes the NCAA tournament? Keep it together, Jerem. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. We are live in Radio Vision and presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, January 3rd edition of BYU Sports Nation. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Springville's Mr. Plow, Jerem Jordan. I got stuck in my driveway today. I, <laughs> I cannot remember how, the last time it snowed this much. Um, and in Sp- Springville, I got a lot. Um, yeah, I got stuck in my driveway. One hour later, I'm finally on the road because I have a four-wheel drive car. I opted to take second but it was outside and covered listen whenever it snows a lot dodge over volkswagen jerem okay yes, yes. <laughs> the the german car was not good to me yeah <laughs> yeah I, yeah it was all covered and man there were like 12 to 18 inches it's in nuts. my driveway that's dude. crazy so yeah i called my wife and she's like yeah everyone's tag teaming each other's um driveways the most popular guy in the neighborhood the guy with the snowblower Brian Koroleski, you're the man. (laughs) You're the man, dude. Words that we thought would never be uttered on BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to the guy with the snowblower. Yeah, the guy with the snowblower, he's the man. I'm like this close to buying one. Yeah, and then you will be officially Springville's Mr. Plow, right? Yeah. yeah. Have you seen that episode of The Simpsons, by the way? No. Springfield's Mr. Plow with Homer? No. You need no. to go watch that today. Okay, I'll that do it needs, right now. That needs to happen today. I'm glad on. you got to work, though, man. I, I know. Normally, I'm pretty punctual. Today, I was not. I almost went into my John Gruden voice there. I'm glad you got to work, man. You got to work, man. Hey, I, I like Come that. in here. I clock, like that Brian Korleski, man. <laughs> clock in. Go to work. Get your plow. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Men's basketball preparing to face a top 20 team in St. Mary's Thursday in Moraga. One of the biggest games of the season without fail. The team will have media availability this afternoon. Watch BYU Sports Nation or listen to BYU Sports Nation tomorrow to hear from Dave Rose and his players as they get ready for the Gales. By the way, Thursday's game will be broadcast on ESPNU. You can listen to it on BYU Radio. The women's team will also play St. Mary's. They'll play in Provo uh, Thursday in the Merritt Center, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. That's a big game for the ladies. Yeah, as well. The Gales and the Cougars on uh, both sides, men's and women's, generally plays a factor into uh, the top of the standings for sure. Headline number three. Well, let's just roll out our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Dennis Pitta set two Baltimore Ravens team records on Sunday. How about that? Future BYU Sports Nation host. What? What? <laughs> Wait, host or co-host or co-people? That's up to Dennis. No, it's not. We're still waiting to hear from Dennis on that matter. If he look, if he seriously wants to be involved, he needs to get on board with the show again, right? Uh, yeah. The dude doesn't show up for practice, and he expects to play. <laughs> I don't think so. Here are the records he set. By the way, most catches by a tight end in a single season with eighty-six. Wow. Raven, Ravens team record, awesome. 
He set a team record for catches by a tight end in a single game against the Bengals on Sunday, 11 catches. And Pitta uh, surpassed former Ravens tight end Todd Heap. Todd Heap. Uh, also a member uh, of the Church of yeah. Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. De la Iglesia de Jesucristo de los Santos de los Últimos Días. Mm-hmm. In both categories. So, well done by Dennis. Now it's time for him to try and bring his skill set to Studio B and see how uh, he, sta- he stacks up. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> or uh, really, he, he could be the co-co-host, right? He could be the yeah. He could be an <laughs> the assistant, guest. the assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> yeah, yes, he can be. Yes, I. You be. You are Michael Scott, and I am Jim. <laughs> I am definitely not Dwight. Uh, who's who's Dwight? BYU safety Kai Nakua signed <laughs> with Carrick Sports Management Team as he prepares for a professional football career. Kai is one of those borderline guys. Could he be like a seventh-round draft pick in the NFL? I really hope that that happens. I think that'd be big for BYU. The Cougars need some guys in secondary drafted. I mean, that that is I've said before, this is the position that is the hardest for BYU to recruit. Mm. And BYU's got some good young talent right now with Diane Lake. And Troy Warner there. I like it a lot. Um, we were hoping Michael Davis might be in this position early in the year, but he did not, uh, I think, perform to the, to the level we were hoping. Uh, he was good, but he wasn't uh, where we hoped he'd be. But kind of cool. Mr. Ballhawk. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. He, he's, a big, he's a gamer. He makes big plays in big games. And Rise. his last play. Oh, Interception, yes. dude! Yes! Sorry to interrupt. No, it's okay. On that note, we should rise and shout because it's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Dream big in 2017. McClellan Sabonis. was wide open. McClellan was Wilcher. wide open. on the draw. Good by officials are coming to talk about whether play. or not there's time left in the game. What a play by Austin. Nate Austin comes over and throws it away. <laughs> I love Brad Doherty's call there. What a play by Austin. I can't tell you enough as a play-by-play how annoying that is. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, I will call it and then you talk. This coming from a guy who interrupts you regularly and just did, by the way. But it's okay. It's okay. (laughs) But it's a great call. Without fail, every year in sports, crazy stuff happens, like the Nate Austin block for BYU to win at Gonzaga again. You cannot predict it. And that's the beauty of it, Jerem. It's the only true reality show and the only reality television that we need. No bachelor rose ceremony holds a candle to the drama of sports, and may those roses wilt and die. Don't you watch that, though? No, I don't. And it bothers me that they're going head-to-head with the national championship next week. I hope the ratings stink for The Bachelor. I don't care that it's going head-to-head because I won't be consuming it. I'm not consuming it either. It just bothers me that it could steal potential people. Like, they're stealing eyes away from the only, the, re- the only reality yeah. television show, and that is sports. Why do you care about the ratings? So In okay. 2016, Jerem, the Chicago Cubs won the World Series. Okay? Wait, what? The Cleveland Cavaliers won the NBA Finals. Are you serious? And the Oakland Raiders made the playoffs. Pretty crazy year. I know. You can't predict it, and that's what makes it so much fun. Maybe you remember, oh, I don't know, last February, women's basketball game at BYU. You know, San Francisco, BYU, when I kind of lost my mind on the air. Point two to play. Lexi Rydalch with the ball. Tied at 62. Rydalch across half court. Has time. Up off the glass and good! 
One second to play! Uh, how do you predict something like that? That was on SportsCenter, by the way. Nux. Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. That was I, awesome. I didn't know your voice could go that high, too. Neither did I that until that moment. <laughs> it's been a fantastic year. BYU mm. are no exception to the unpredictable, nonsensical, sometimes downright silly, what-in-the-heck-just-happened reality of sports, right? Oh, love it. It's so fun. BYU basketball, as we already chronicled, won at Gonzaga again. BYU baseball, the Batcats started 18-1. and one. That's out of control. They'll that ne- never happens. I mean, they'll do that maybe once again ever next 100 years. That's out of control. BYU women's soccer led the nation in total points scored. Ashley Hatch played for the U.S. senior national team. She, she played for Team USA. That was awesome. My uh, men's volleyball team went to the national championship. That we could predict. I, I thought they had a good shot at doing that. I think they have a good shot at doing it again. BYU women's volleyball to a fifth straight Sweet 16. They weren't picked to win the conference, let alone get back to the Sweet 16 again. Yeah, seriously. Cross country, both top 20. Awesome. They, they both finished top 10 at nationals for the first time in 20 years. Yeah, and like, like you said, I think football winning nine games was like the biggest surprise. Nine it's wins! Like, like nine and four? Sweet. Really good. So, what will happen in 2017? We want all of you to look into your crystal ball and tell us what unpredictable things. So, predict the unpredictable yes. for yes. us on BYU Sports Nation and answer today's Twitter question. What will be the biggest accomplishment by a BYU team or athlete in 2017? Use the hashtag BYUSN at 86WICOOG, who probably has snow today as well. BYU football wins 11 games with bowl win. And finishes in the top 15. Wow. Whoa! Okay, I'm not, I don't need the extra, extra large blue goggles, but I need the extra large blue goggles. Yeah, yeah. Those, okay. they, those are the, yeah, 11 win, 12 Ooh. win, top 15 goggles. Okay. The, these extra big ones, like the clear ones, these are the ones that are like national champions. Yeah, 86 WI Coog's yeah. tweet is not bold enough yeah. through those blue goggles. Yeah. Okay. okay. Like, yeah, use hashtag BYUSN win. Here, here is my, what would be the biggest accomplishment? The okay. football team. Will beat Utah yeah. and Boise State. Yes, both of those are at home. Look out, Utes and Broncos. I think the Cougs are going to win both of those games in 2017, and it's going to be glorious. Hold serve on your home field against two mm-hmm. regional rivalries, yep. one real rivalry and another budding rivalry. How fun would that be? That would be a lot of fun with a capital F U N. All caps, baby. <laughs> All right. The biggest accomplishment by a BYU team or athlete in 2017. I have a few. I'm going to start with this. Oh. And, and I'm going to go. Uh, Can't wait. Well, not quite chronologically, but just what came to mind first. BYU baseball this spring will make the NCAA tournament for the first time in 15 years. It's been a long time. They have not made an NCAA tournament regional. Since the Olympics were in Salt Lake. Since 2002. Since I graduated from high school. <laughs> it's time. They're building. Mike Littlewood has the club and the talent to do it. It's going to happen in, in 2017. Okay, number two, BYU basketball will have a top 20 win on their resume this year and make the NCAA men's basketball tournament. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. Journey train. They are borderline. They're borderline. <laughs> I, right know, now. I know. It's a little nerve-wracking right now. They're going to have a top 20 win. They'll get that that needed resume mm. win and have enough to make the NCAA tournament. And I don't think it's crazy that BYU would win one of the four games against St. Zaga. 
Oh. I'm, I'm with you on that. Okay. Okay. At least one, yeah. But the NCAA. If you don't get one, you're, but you're still you're iffy staring on, down the barrel of the NIT. You're still iffy on the NCAA tournament? At this point, yeah. What's the chance the Cougars make the NCAA tournament? We will discuss that in about 30 minutes. I'm sweating thinking about that. Number three, BYU football will play in a California bowl game. Oh, okay. Do you know something? We haven't had a discussion about this because we don't know the bowl game. We don't know what it is. I just I feel like California bowl games want BYU football. A California bowl game? Yes. In, mm-hmm. a, in a world of California bowl games. I think there are five. So I think that the Cougars can get into Holiday one of those. Poinsettia, fun. Foster Farms. The Rose. Rose? <laughs> get out of here, dude. And, and one other. I think there's one other, yeah. Probably but, in the Bay Area. That's kind of out there, right? That is that's, out there. That's kind of out there. That is out there. Yeah, it'd be yeah. fun. It would be fun to see BYU back in the Holiday Bowl. And believe you yeah. me, San Diego loves them some BYU. It was, and, it was great to be back in San Diego. That was awesome. Yeah. It was, it was good for everybody, except that rain. <laughs> that rain was terrible. <laughs> Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. What will be the biggest accomplishment by a BYU team or athlete in 2017? Let's get some tweets in. It's Twitter time. At CL underscore living. Let's start with a men's basketball West Coast Conference championship. Mm, that'd be a big one. Anywhere, whether it's in the tournament or the regular season, just get a West Coast Conference championship. WCC beggars can't be choosers. Exactly. And when you haven't won the league in, in five years. In any shape you'll or take fashion. Whatever you can yes. Get. Hey, both would be great too. Oh, you're right. I can't get great. Just one. <laughs> At Stanton Lesseur. BYU women's basketball gets more home game attendance than BYU men's basketball. <laughs> Hashtag blue goggles. I know. That's not even blue goggles. That's just like crazy, right? That's crazy talk. L- listen, I can't even see that through both of these. I wish the ladies got more at their games. I really do. And I do for Juddy, okay? I really do because they, tr- they, they play better when the crowds are yeah. bigger. And if you can't go, guess what? They're live right here on BYU TV. Baby. Also that. Yeah. At Blaine Jacob. Oh, boy. Here we go. Tanner. Heisman, duh. Uh, okay, <laughs> that would be awesome though. Listen, the 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 win isn't uh, winning the Heisman. The win is getting there, because to be a non power five player and get there, Jordan Lynch, Northern Illinois, a couple years ago, that that's it recently. So just getting there would be amazing. Okay, what's crazier, the attendance comment or this tweet, Jerem at Price Tyson nine seven five three zero BYU will become a member of the SEC, wow, or a Power Five conference, okay. and BYU football will win ten plus games. What's crazier, the <laughs> SEC part? Why would BYU be in the SEC? <laughs> There are other Power Fives a little closer. Oh, send in your tweets, hashtag BYUSN. Love the blue goggle responses. Coming up, what's the chance BYU Hoops makes the tourney, as we mentioned, but first offensive line coach and one of our good friends, Mike Empey, joins us to celebrate the life of Lavelle Edwards. This is BYU Sports Nation. I cannot believe you joined the basketball team. Katie, just because I'm wearing basketball shorts doesn't mean I'm on the team. I'm never going to see you anymore. Why not? You're always going to be at practices or games. I'm not on the team. Why are you lying to me? I'm not lying. Hey, Jake. Hey. He was my neighbor. Gear so legit they'll think you're on the team. BYU Store. 
BYU Sports Nation is made possible by a generous grant from Forever Resorts. Forever Resorts owns and operates more than 65 vacation and entertainment properties in or near national parks, recreation areas, and national forests. Forever Resorts, making memories for over 25 years. I'm attorney Chris Dexter at Dexter Law. We love BYU sports and consider it a privilege to sponsor Cougar Sports Broadcasts on BYU TV. Learn more at DexterLaw.com and go Cougars! It was there for you over a thousand times yesterday. It was there for you today. And it will be there tomorrow. As long as you're making memories, it will be here to save them for you. It's what we do. We create the technology that saves your memories. I am Flash, connecting people through memory. How often do you get the chance to make something like this happen in someone's life? I have never been so surprised in my life. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, the moving pictures on BYU TV, and our conversation happening right now on the Twitter machine. Follow at BYU Sports Nation along with the almost 20,000 of you and use the hashtag BYUSN. It's like the Marriott Center is filled up or something with Twitter birds. Yes, our Twitter followers could, could fill the Marriott for Center. Information. That's a exactly. great point, Jerem. Hey, coming up Thursday night, huge game for the Brigham Young University men's basketball team. Uh, 11 Eastern time on ESPNU and BYU Radio. The Cougars at St. Mary's. It's going to be a big game for BYU. Kind of a litmus test where the Cougars fit right now in the WCC. The last time BYU had Eric Mika on a roster, they won They won in Moraga. Yeah. And spoiled Matthew Delvadova's jersey retirement party. That's right. The end, the, uh, the end of that game was a little forgettable, though, <laughs> if you recall. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Just checking. Our Twitter question today, what will be the biggest accomplishment by a BYU team or athlete in 2017? Plenty of uh, very ambitious responses have already been read and continue to come in via the Twitter machine. At Kip Kin says the following, BYU football beats the Utes. Goes on to a 13-1 and season, mm. narrowly misses the playoff, but plays in a New Year's Six and wins. Sounds good to me. That would be fantastic, goggle, right? Sounds great. Hey, nine wins this season was awesome. Yeah. And a man that helped out in large part with that is joining us in Studio B right now, the offensive line coach, Mike Empey. Mike, welcome to Studio B. What's up, Mike? Thanks. How are you guys? It's an honor to be here. Oh, Thanks. is it really? It though, is. Mike? I'm sitting in the chair with you guys. <laughs> see how it all works. It's great. You have a snowblower. We just have a snowblower. You're a smart man. Yeah. <laughs> I need to it get It took one a of those. few years, though. I had to work on my wife for a long time to make that investment, but it's been worth it. My wife might be convinced after today. <laughs> so after like, today, the hardest part might yeah. be done. Yeah. Mike, uh, we're uh, grateful to have you with us as we continue to look back on the legacy of your former coach and a man you coached with, Lavelle Edwards. Um, what, uh, what was your reaction on Thursday when you heard the news, and, and how has that process through your mind uh, over the last few days? Uh, initially, I was really uh, 
it was emotional, a little bit surprising um, because I have great feelings for him and I loved him and he meant so much to me and I know so many other people. And uh, I, I, it's not like I saw him every day and talked to him every day, but just knowing that I could, um, then all of a sudden having that uh, not be available to me anymore and have him not be available to me anymore, just I just felt the 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 importance that he had to me and the loss uh of of a good you know friend and mentor and person and then throughout the morning listening to all the people talk about it and teammates and friends and just even people who work in the football building it, it just it was emotional it was a it was kind of a long day but a good day because everybody had such good feelings about him and that's what I've enjoyed the past couple of days is as much as we are sad that he died that we've been able to celebrate his life and what and what a life it was. I mean, and and not just on the field, but the stories off the field have been incredible. Sure, and you know, it, it there's there's some time. I mean, I've spent a lot of my life in a, a leadership role, being a coach or a whatever. And in church, we get lots of opportunities for things. And whatever, and it's so hard to to be out front and to have people like you there's always someone that doesn't I'll bet there's someone out there who didn't like coach Edwards but it's tiny 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 fraction of people who for whatever reason it never linked up with him um but I watch when someone retires or when someone passes away and people have so many good things to say and I'm just so grateful that coach Edwards is the kind of man who he lived his life in a way where he had a positive influence on so many people and now they're so willing to come out and talk about all those positive things. And, and uh, it, it's a testament to him, you know, to my point about when you're out front, it's a testament that so many people have so many good things to say about him. Uh, because for so many years, he was the man in charge and the leader and making decisions. And those are challenges. And, and he just handled them so well. He's so good at it. How has he, he influenced the way that you now coach your players? Uh, well, I catch myself all the time. I'm always trying to uh, relate with different people have different ways that they need to be related to. I mean, uh, and uh, um, I find myself all the time thinking about instances or things that I heard him say or or his approach. And I really have felt like since I got into coaching that if I could try to model things after him as much as possible, um, that I would have you know uh, more success than than failures with people because it's it's not just the success on the field but it's the success with people and um I try really hard I, he's he taught me lots of things and sometimes I get in my own way um but uh if you look around um every football program in the state has an influence of coach Edwards on their staff that's amazing and, and every athletic department and if you just look around it doesn't take long to find someone who is part of that uh, tree, whether they played for him or coached uh, for him or with him or ha where he had some kind of an impact if you're in the football circles. And, and that, that makes it all a lot smaller. So um, everywhere we go, I would imagine that at his memorial service, there'll be people from everywhere. And, and uh, if everyone had a microphone, they could say something where they had had an instance where they had rubbed doubles with him and, and uh, he just has had been around a long time and had great impact on people. Early in his career, he was trying to establish something different with BYU. In the meantime, he got a doctorate. He was an LDS bishop. This was one busy dude. 
And I, I couldn't get over the fact that he was asked to be a bishop with all that going on. Yet, he acknowledges that that changed the way he coached because he realized, oh, I have to interact with people. And he became more of a CEO type figure than a get in the trenches and kind of coach you up that way, right? That kind of changed the way he did things. Well, and I, my, my interaction with him was uh, for the last 30 years. So, he, you know, I got him in the, the later end of his career and, and then I coached with them at the very end of his career. And, um, he really was, uh, uh, kind of like, uh, 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 Bishop type figure. He, he delegated the day-to-day management and fundamentals of the program to, uh, coordinators and coaches. And he spent his time, interviewing players and talking to them. And I say interviewing it. That's a loose term. It was, you go in, his office had uh, this spring loaded door that had a button that he could push. And he had these big chairs. I wanted one so bad when we moved out of the field house, (laughs) these great big chairs that were BYU football helmets that you would sit in right in front of his desk. And he had always had a jar of lemon drops and I don't know how old some of the lemon drops in the jar were, <laughs> but it was perpetual, perpetually full. And you'd go in and you'd grab a couple lemon drops and sit in the BYU football chair and talk to him. And you were being interviewed, but you didn't even know. And sometimes when you said, hey, coach, I need to talk to you about something, he'd just reach over and push a button and the door would close. <laughs> sometimes if, if you went in and sat down and the door closed, you were like, oh, man am I in trouble or is this important or what? Cause he would have left the door open otherwise. And, uh, um, the door was always, you know, unless he was talking to somebody or with somebody, the door was open. You never had to show up and make an appointment to see your head coach. That's ridiculous. I, I never saw that in my time with coach Edwards. If you walked by and the door was open, you could knock on the door and say, Hey coach, you got a second. And if he did, you would. And if he didn't, he'd say, give me 15 minutes or something. And, Always was, you know, available and approachable. Um, and, you know, I see some of the – when you say CEO types, some of these coaches that try to fashion their program like a CEO, they miss the boat. A CEO has a secretary or an assistant that makes an appointment for you. You know, you, when you walk in and you can see your coach and talk to him, you have a connection. And uh, that's going to that's gonna do a lot for you, in a, especially in a program – uh, like ours, where you know we have guys that come in and out. Some of them have a new environment and a new um, culture that they're learning, and they need to have somebody that's accessible to be there for them. And and Coach uh, uh, Satake is like that. And I know that that's Lavelle's influence uh, on his career. We're with Mike Empey, the current offensive line coach for BYU football, talking about his former coach and mentor Lavelle Edwards. We've seen uh, some images over the past few weeks of Lavelle celebrating big wins, but <clears throat> what was he like after a tough loss, Mike, in the locker room as a player? What was his demeanor like uh, when you had that disappointing loss? Uh, he, there wasn't um, any browbeating or, you know, Coach Edwards is an old school football coach. He coached football for a really, really long time. I mean, if we lost a game, we weren't messing around on the bus afterwards and the, the plane ride wasn't, you know, Hey, let's forget about it. And everybody laugh and have fun. It, it was serious. We felt the, the disappointment. Um, but it wasn't because he made us, you know, he didn't grind into us all the mistakes that we'd made or that we had a bad game. He would come in and his message would usually be, Hey, listen, we need to, you know, turn this around. We've, 
you know, uh, we'll come back to work and we'll work on these things. And maybe if it was a game where we had a bunch of turnovers, he would comment that, you know, you guys, we're not going to win if we turn the ball over. And so we're going to come back and work on that. But uh, he would address it. Our team took it seriously. Um, I think a lot of us probably felt like maybe we let him down if we lost. Um, but he, he, it was always, let's move on to the next thing. And I won't tell you that he was no different if we won or lost because a good coach has to be different if you win or lose. And Coach Evers was different. If we lost, we lost, and we had to address that. But if we won, it was great. Um, but he was never so high and never so low that uh, he couldn't help us learn from every situation. I loved his sense of humor. The more I go back and kind of listen to him, every time you hear him talk, he's just he's funny, man. He, he, his, give us an idea of his sense of humor. <laughs> uh, oh, he, he, his wit surprised everyone because his face was always frowning, you know? <laughs> um, and so sometimes he'd make a crack and you'd go, wow, did I, did I you know, until you got to know him a little bit, you knew how funny he was. But I remember my senior year, I was a team captain, and I went to a Cougar Club function with him. And there were a couple hundred people there, and they had told me that I was going to speak and say something. And I was sitting by Coach Edwards, and I was feeling a little bit nervous. And I was kind of shaking my leg or whatever. And I looked at him, and I go, I'm a little bit nervous. And he goes, don't be nervous. And I said, well, what should I say? And he goes, just leave, just don't try to be funny. Whatever you do, don't try to be funny. Leave that to me. <laughs> so, okay. So, I mean, now that's just kind of a, a, you know, he, and he was making a joke at me, but at the same time he was, he was going to stand up and they were going to hang on everything he said and he was going to say the right thing and everybody's going to chuckle. And, and I knew I had no pressure on what I I could just stand up and <laughs> thank everybody for their support or whatever else. But, uh, you know, just little one-liners, little things to break the tension or establish a, a connection with somebody and, uh, and always funny. And our staff meetings, when I first got on the staff as a graduate assistant, I learned that every morning at 8 o'clock we had a staff meeting. And Coach Edwards would come in. He had a yellow notepad. A lot of what was on it, Shirley had written for him. There's our agenda of things we need to cover. Um, and he'd go down the list. And maybe 10, 15 minutes of the meeting would be going down the list and talking about stuff. Then the next 45 minutes of the meeting, we'd tell stories. <laughs> he'd tell jokes. He'd tell stories. He'd re- Hey, remember this guy, this guy. And that coaching staff had all been together for so many years that they knew everybody, they knew all the same, they'd been all the same places. And so they would, you know, coach would come back from a trip and they'd go, hey, how was the trip? And he'd say, oh, check this out. And he'd tell a story and everybody would laugh. And I just, those those years in my, early in my career where I got to associate with those guys and, and listen to Coach Edwards and and uh, and stuff like that, it, he was really funny. And uh, lots of, knew everybody, so many stories. He, he could have filled volumes. Well, we're hoping that somebody uh, at some point probably writes uh, a volume of just Coach Edwards' jokes. Uh, I think I was watching uh, a, a montage that BYU football put together of a quote he said, and he was comparing himself to another major football coach. And they said, what's the difference yeah. between you two? And he said, oh, about $200,000 a year. <laughs> <laughs> but that was what made him great. He he had opportunities. He could have gone so many different places and made big money and but he stayed at BYU. 29 years. That's remarkable. 
Yeah. He, I was there at times when his name would circle in the rumor mill and we would think, oh man, what's going to happen with coach Edwards? And, you know, he was, he was a BYU guy. He was loyal to BYU. It was an era of growth for BYU. I mean, he, he helped establish the return missionaries coming into the program and having success. He innovated with his offenses in the forward pass and he was a defensive coach. And so he had to really open up his thought process to get people in here to do those things. He, he built a program that was perpetually, perpetually winning. Um, I remember lots of conversations in staff rooms where people would say, hey, are we going to get into this conference or that conference or switch conferences? And he'd say, we're good where we are. We're going to win this conference. We're going to go to big bowl games. We're going to compete to be in the top 25 and win a national championship. And in those days, the way the structure was set up, he could be just as competitive here as anywhere else. And I think he really believed in the in our people and in the place and in, in providing longevity for himself and for the coaches. And they passed on bigger money and brighter lights um, to stay here and, and grow this program. And I think that just, you know, it, that that's that's part of, uh, you know, uh, that's what you stay 29 years because you're having success and you're comfortable and you enjoy the people that you work with and you believe in what you're doing. Mike, it's been awesome to talk to you. I feel like we could do an hour-long show with every single person that played for Coach Edwards or coached with him just on memories of... Uh, to hear those stories, Yeah, man. It's, yeah. it's really fun. It, it never gets old. But we appreciate you coming in uh, through the snow. Got the snowblower out this morning. Worked hard to, uh, to get here to Studio B, so thanks. You bet. Thanks, Mike. Happy to be here. Thanks. All right, our Twitter question today. What will be the biggest accomplishment by a BYU team or athlete in 2017? More of your Twitter responses coming up. Plus, what is the chance that the NFL record-setting tight end takes Jerem's spot in 2017? I got a strong opinion on this one. (laughs) With the BYU license plates, no matter where you are, you show your cougar spirit, and you make it possible for students to get an education. The donation you make when you get the license plates goes to support BYU scholarships. So whether spreading cougar pride coast to coast or getting to the big game, you're also funding scholarship opportunities for BYU students. Learn about free special plates today at alumni.byu.edu slash plates. Thank you. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. With the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. Help them succeed with your donation, and welcome to the club. Living at Trio is not about retirement. It's about fun. It was so different from everything we'd been taught to expect about senior living. I was delighted when we came and they had these raised gardens. Just love it here. I wish more people knew about Trio. Learn more at btrio.com. Next time on American Ride. There was a time when the riverboat was the backbone of American transit and trade. In Memphis, Tennessee, those were the days. Cotton was king, and the Mississippi River brought wealth and importance. Beale Street, then as now, was home to world-famous blues music and Memphis barbecue. 
I enjoy everything on the menu. <laughs> it's our America. Let's take a ride. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Snow, snow, and more snow in Provo, but wherever you're joining us, we appreciate you being here. Absolutely. Women's Hoops plays uh, St. Mary's in the Marriott Center Thursday night, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Spencer Linton on the call. Yes, Linton. Mm-hmm. I love it when you go there. Linton the call. <laughs> What? Yeah. Yes. Lint on my belly button. <laughs> <laughs> what? TMI. No. That's that's. Wait, uh, hey, yeah. You gotta yeah. clean that. You gotta yeah, see you a gotta... doctor. <laughs> I keep telling you, you gotta see a doctor about that. Jeez. <laughs> okay. You're sharing those deets. Yeah. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines before this uh, gets any worse. <laughs> Men's basketball preparing to face St. Mary's Thursday in Moraga. In one of the biggest games of the season, coming off a dramatic win at LMU, what kind of momentum will that give the Cougars as they head to Northern California? Media availability this afternoon. Of course, tune into BYU Sports Nation tomorrow to hear from head coach Dave Rose and players as they get set for the Gales. ESPNU and BYU Radio, 11 Eastern, Thursday night. So you can watch that after you watch Women's Hoops at 9 Eastern time, as we mentioned, BYU uh, and St. Mary's. We get into this rotation of the men and women play almost always on the same night opposite each other. So men in Moraga, women in Provo. I'm glad you brought that up. Back-to-back, women's basketball followed by men's basketball. It's an all-nighter of basketball for BYU fans. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to take a nap Thursday. Hopeful to be BYU Sports Nation co-host Dennis Pitta finished the season with the Baltimore Ravens. Played in all 16 games, by the way, in the regular season. Awesome. Yeah, that, that was uh, a minor miracle, right? Fantastic. Let alone his play. And he left a mark on the team's record books. He set the Ravens record for most catches by a tight end in a single season with 86 and the single or single game record for catches in a game against the Bengals last Sunday with 11. Well done, Dennis. He surpassed former Ravens tight end Todd Heap in both categories. I want to say that we said before the season, if you have 90 catches, we'll consider you. Oh, so for eight, the co-host? Yeah. So 86. Good job, good effort. <laughs> Even though it was a team record, yeah. not quite there. But this team needs a little more. Sorry, Dennis. <laughs> hey, and BYU safety Kainakua signed with Carrick Sports Management Team as he prepares for a professional football career. Do you know the last defensive back drafted from Brigham? It was Dewey Derwin Gray. Gray. What, 93? 93. Well then, it's been a while. And he played six years in the NFL. Five uh, with the uh, the Indianapolis Colts and then finished out his career with the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, it'd be nice if Kainakua was drafted. If not, I think that he'll be on a, a team in a camp at least. I think BYU, true to form the last several years, will have several of those guys. He's made enough big plays that I think his name is out there. His name's out there. You, you can't have that many picks and not be known for that. BYU football going to miss Kainakua playing safety for sure, oh, yeah. and that leads us into what's the chance? BYU Sports Nation asks, what's the chance? It's the power of percentages, people. We play what's the chance? Throw out a scenario. Jeremy and I offer up that percent chance of said thing happening or not happening. I'm nervous about this one today. Number one. 
Well, today's what's the chance in the vein of looking ahead through 2017. Starting with the first one, what's the chance BYU football starts the season 2-2? Two and two? 99%. Yeah! BYU will, will beat Portland State and Utah. Wisconsin and LSU, those are really tough. Although T.J. Watt, J.J.'s younger brother, did declare for the NFL draft. So we joked with Mike Empey during the break, that's one less guy I have to worry about on the O-line, uh, who's a linebacker. So 99%. BYU's going 2-2. Two and two. At least two and two. 99%. Yeah, maybe the next time we do what's the chance it will be, what's the chance BYU goes three and one through ah! the first four? Don't ask. <laughs> two and two. I'm with you, man. 99% chance that BYU football beats Portland State, and I think that they exercise the demons and end the losing streak to Utah in Provo. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen this year. It needs to happen because a one and three start again would not be awesome. No, a two and one start would seem fantastic, right? Could be, baby. Not to mention a three in one start. <laughs> I know, I know. The question was two and two. Mm-hmm. Number two. What's the chance BYU has two or more NFL draft picks? <sighs> Jamal Williams will be drafted. Will there be somebody else? Ah, I'm not feeling it. 15%. I, I think it will be tough for BYU to have a second pick. If, it is, if there is someone, it will be kind of cool. Yeah, think about it. It's it's Saitautu was on some NFL boards, uh, Harvey Longy, but those are like outliers. Yeah. They'd have to have yeah. incredible combine performances and pro day performances yes. to really jump up the board. But I think I think Kai's got a he's got a shot to be a sixth or a seventh round pick. I really do. So I'm going to say forty percent chance that BYU has two players drafted because Jamal's going to go. Yes, that this would be fantastic and and. Let's be honest. There's not a huge difference in in whether you're drafted or not in in the NFL as much as we think. Like, ask Daniel ha- Sorensen. Half of the Seahawks team, my team, is undrafted. Undrafted free agents. Half. That's crazy. So I I think it does matter for program prestige, but in terms of can you actually get into the league and have an impact? Are you more likely if you're drafted? Sure. But Daniel Sorensen and Robertson Daniel. And Wani Unga and these guys have done a nice job of being able to be in the league, especially Daniel Sorensen. He is the poster child for free agency. Yeah, and Kansas City continues to tweet. Their, the Chiefs account has tweeted out like two or three times in the last week about Daniel Sorensen specifically. He, he is balling out, man. That's awesome. So yeah. I, I, hope that, I hope BYU has the second pick. Number three. The question Jerem's been waiting for, what's the chance BYU Hoops makes the NCAA tournament? Well, 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 Jerem, here we are. This is January, a January 3rd edition of this answer. I want to make that clear. <laughs> this is not like, I will think this no matter what. Like, if BYU beats St. Mary's Thursday, the answer changes, right? I'll go 40%. I give BYU a decent shot uh, to make the NCAA tournament at this point. Obviously, a lot has to happen. But for BYU to be that third team in the league, because Gonzaga and St. Mary's are going to get in. 40%. All BYU has to do is pick up one top 20 win. One? Okay? They only need one? They only need one. Are you I'm serious? Tell, I'm telling you. and they, But they can't lose. A non-St. Zaga. Exactly. They average 2.6. They do. So if they lose one of those, then add another necessary win against St. Mary's or Gonzaga. That's the formula that I am taking. Okay. Okay? Okay. So if BYU has 
two bad conference losses. They need two really good wins, and those can only come against St. Mary's or Gonzaga. They okay? almost needed that win after LMU, man. Oh, well, hey, they but got they the LMU win, though. They, they, did, they did what they had not done in the past. But it makes me nervous. Going down 18 to LMU makes me nervous. 50% chance right now BYU makes okay. the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And, Split and it, down the middle. And it is so early. Oh, my goodness. 16 more conference games. The schedule shakes out in BYU's favor because they have big games at home in February. And three of the four against St. Zaga. Love it. In February. When they are playing better and have had a chance to gel. That's the hope that they're playing better. Number four. What's the chance BYU has a team play in a national championship game in 2017? Mm. 100%. Rugby. They're playing it every year. It's the easiest okay. question ever. Non-club sport. No. <laughs> uh, I do think the men's volleyball team is going to be in the Final Four and competing there. We'll see in May if... In Columbus. In Columbus. And now it's going to be tough because UCLA and Long Beach State are really good this year. BYU's the, the reigning champs. They lost one middle blocker from the starting lineup. They're going to be awesome again. So I, I think the men's volleyball team is your best shot there. So, but 100% to answer the question. Yeah, really, we're talking about rugby and men's volleyball, men's volleyball who, and an outside shot for women's soccer, maybe women's volleyball. Like they, Women's soccer's best shot was this year. With Ashley Hatch with and Ashley Michelle Hatch. Vasconcelos. Yes. The chi- and they lost Chris Watkins from the coaching staff. Yeah, that's going to be tough, right? The shot, they will not be the same. It will not be as high next year. I'm going to say 77% chance that BYU has a team playing in some form of a national, of championship, a national championship game this year. And you're right. It's, it's led by men's volleyball because of what they bring back. Okay, last one, number five. What's the chance Dennis Pitta will co-host multiple BYU Sports Nations in 2017? Multiple, not one, but two plus. I don't know, Dennis, that's multiple. up to you. What do you think, Dennis? How about 0.0? <laughs> Dennis is hosting a single show. Now is that something I would you, hey I would, would love for want? Dennis No, I would love for Dennis to come in here and help host it. He's not going to host the show. He could co-host the show. I think you're challenging Dennis now. I don't I don't know about Dennis's abilities to get in and out of uh, interviews, to go to break, to transition <laughs> from <laughs> questions. Like right now you're having to do this. I don't know that Dennis can do this. Dennis, the challenge has been issued, man. Come host the show. Up next on Dennis BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> I don't know, Dennis. The Cougar whip around, but first we get to your tweets and a Twitter poll. Catch this, Dennis. My grandfather started the company in 1947. My father took over in the mid-70s and now 10 locations in six states. My grandpa having grown up in Utah, it's a great feeling to be back where it all started. While we've been fortunate enough to expand over the years, Every position in our company recognizes their contribution, and people who do business with us are able to see that character that was instilled by my grandfather over 70 years ago. BYU Sports Nation is on the air summer or winter with the help of Deseret First Credit Union. The Sports Nation guys appreciate a place to keep their money, and the Campus Branch Soda Bar keeps their voices going. BYU fans at Deseret First and beyond keep up to date on the Cougars in any season, cold weather or hot. Deseret First Credit Union celebrates all the seasons of BYU sports and sponsors BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV and BYU Radio.
Next time on the Story Trek, I'm back in the Show Me State where we take it low and slow. It's a good day on the Story Trek. Right down? Yep. Okay, we got a dot. If he were to see this, what, what would you say to him? And it's what she wouldn't say that becomes her most powerful story. I didn't have a place to take my kids. I didn't have a home. Plus, when everything else failed, she tried one more thing that changed her life. And when I finally let him take over, he took it. Join me from Missouri tonight on The Story Trek. Blue runs deep on BYU TV. Don't miss the BYU St. Mary's women's basketball game. Live Thursday at 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain. Watch all of your favorite BYU teams on BYU TV. Your home for Cougar Sports. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from the Studio B. If you ever miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation Live and would like to watch Springville's Mr. Plow and myself, watch the rebroadcast weeknights That's on BYU compelling. TV. People are like, oh, I do now. 6 p.m. <laughs> Eastern. You need to watch that Simpsons episode of Mr. Plow. There's a song and everything. I'll have plenty of time today. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, like you mentioned, video is on demand on BYUtv.org, the BYU TV app, BYU radio app as well. Uh, if you want to listen. So you can always get uh, the content on demand. And I'm not just talking about BYU Sports Nation. I'm talking about Studio C and American Ride and Story Trek and all the different shows. BYU, BYU Sports, Sports live, in live general. Game. Hey, if right? you're like, you know what? I want to watch some of the best games from Lavelle Edwards. You can go to the app and watch a myriad uh, of BYU football games. And you might think, how fun is it going to be to watch an old football game? Like, you forget how much you forget within those individual and games. And how like, crappy think, the video like, was. Like, I think I know a lot, <laughs> and I'm like, man, I totally forgot that play happened. And, oh, yeah, that's why yeah. that happened. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun to go back and relive that, and, those moments. And we have a lot of games on there, so enjoy. We have been talking about the unpredictable, craziness, nonsensical, sometimes silly things that happened in 2016 and have been prognosticating about what will happen in 2017. So will there be another moment this coming year like this for BYU? One and two, the count. Larson into center field. Yuri's going to tag from third. Catch is made. Yuri on the move. Here comes the throw. Safe. Cougars win. Dave that was McCann on the call. Yeah, that was a heck of a comeback against Gonzaga. That, and that was, that was awesome. Was that even the best moment, though, from the BYU baseball season? Mm. Because do you remember when Eric Urey was on SportsCenter with this catch? Oh, boy. Cross popped up. This one may be playable. Jack Clough and Eric Urey giving chase. Urey lays out and makes an unbelievable catch. <laughs> that was amazing. And that was one of several from Eric Urey that year. He, he was that on SportsCenter's top ten multiple times. It's yeah. tough to do that as a collegiate baseball player. Yeah. Right? You, you had a couple, uh, couple of pretty good moments there, man. Yeah. That was fun. You, it was fun. You had, you had a good 2016. <laughs> yes. What uh, crazy vocal cords will be exercised by me in 2017? Ah! Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I, 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 I love it. It's great. Those moments are fun. We talk about this sometimes where it's like, hey, careful not to go too high. 
That way you don't, one, your voice doesn't crack and you sound like a weirdo. Yeah, so when something crazy does happen, you have room to get there. Yes, is it for a national championship? Is it for a regular season championship? What is it for? Yeah, be careful there. It's fun in the moment to just be surprised. But, But that reaction, yeah, it's very genuine, which is the fun part. What will be the biggest accomplishment by a BYU team or athlete in 2017? Back to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At Cox Web Dev. National Championship! Hashtag Blue Goggles. I don't even know what sport he's talking about. So the blue goggled nature of that would depend on what sport you're talking about. Yeah, if it were men's volleyball, it's like, yeah, yeah, I could see that happening. This needs to happen. It needs to happen for Carl this year. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's meant to be. That would be awesome. For Carl. Oh, I love it. At Mrs. Iac 67 sweep St. Mary's and Gonzaga this season and winning the West Coast Conference, beating Utah 55 to 10. Everything else has come true. 55 to 10. I'll take a one-point win. It doesn't need to be How about one more one than of those 2011. Things? How about one of those things? Sweeping St. Mary's or sweeping Gonzaga or just beating Utah. I'll take one of those. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Is it Mr. Syak or Mrs. Iac? Uh, I don't know. Ooh. Mr. Syak 67, probably. Good Good call. Yeah, I don't know. Good call. I'll have to go back and look, uh, review the Twitter it's, machine. It's there. tough. To, no one knows, <laughs> like Creed from The Office. No one knows. <laughs> it was muddy. I, I know the next one is a Mr. At Mr. underscore Flintstone 94. A volleyball team wins it all. Football finishes top 20. And basketball wins the West Coast Conference Tournament. Now, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that the men's basketball team could win in Vegas. They could go hot. They get hot for a couple games and boom goes dynamite. If they can shoot the three-pointer well. Easier to win the Vegas tournament than the regular season. Absolutely. 18 games versus three. Get hot at the right time. Yeah, it, it needs to happen. Get a snowblower at the right time. It needs to happen. Coming up, the Cougar Whip Around gets you caught up to date on everything else you need to know. This is BYU Sports Nation. Son. My father gave this to me when I made the team, and now it's yours. Oh, no, Dad. I'm not on the team. I just got this at the store. We're so excited. We just bought front row tickets for all of your games. What? They were expensive, but anything to support our boy. Support me in what? I'm not on the team. You should know. We paid for the tickets with your college fund. Well, since you're on athletic scholarship now. Gear so legit, they'll think you're on the team. BYU Store. Game Day Promos helps BYU build the Cougar brand with customized promotional items. Blankets, flashlights, balls, almost anything really. To increase fan loyalty and team support. Businesses can do the same thing. Carefully selecting items that Game Day Promos can customize with any brand. The result? Gifts to reward customers. Licensed promotional product vendor for BYU. Game Day Promos. Beyond sports, beyond expectations. Next caller, how can I help you be heart smart? Not just here, but listen. If you yeah, I just need a Philip on number uh, one. What do I always say about choosing a man? Choosing a man is just like choosing a car. Get some better advice. I take relationships very seriously. Oh, I'm sure you do, sweetheart. It's just that if your listeners approach love with a rule book, they won't find love and they sure won't be happy. This boy has no idea what he just started. You having some relationship trouble? Cute. I'm serious. This isn't going to work. We can stand to shake things up around here. I'll take any loser. No, I'll take the biggest loser in all of Coyote County. And with my advice, I'll give him a date 
with the hottest, most unattainable woman in this town, and she'll love it. What in the Sam Hill? BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's snow blow it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Yeah, it was more like... <laughs> the men's basketball team prepares to face St. Mary's Thursday in Moraga, 11 Eastern on ESPNU and BYU Radio. Media availability coming up this afternoon. We'll have uh, some of that sound tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. Women's basketball will host St. Mary's on Thursday at the Marriott Center, 9 Eastern. You can watch that game between the Cougars and Gales live on BYU TV. Cougars in the NFL. Dennis Pettit finished the season with the Ravens, left his mark on the team record books. He set the team record for most catches by a tight end in a single season with 86. And set a team record for catches by a tight end in a single game against Bengals on Sunday, 11 catches. Pitta surpassed former Ravens tight end Todd Heap in both categories. Football. BYU safety Kai Nakua has signed with the Carrick Sports Management team as he prepares for a professional football career. Will he be drafted? What's the chance? Download the podcast to hear what Jeremy and I think. Future guests will continue to remember uh, Lavelle Edwards with uh, former players and associates uh, throughout the week, uh, as well as Mackenzie Pulsifer from the women's basketball team. She will join us coming up as well. Yeah, Mackenzie lit it up. Uh, against LMU on Saturday, shot very well from downtown. She's been known to do that a time or 20. Yeah, she can uh, shoot it from distance. She reminds me of me. She was the three-time 5A <laughs> high school player of the year, sophomore, junior, and senior. Yeah, that doesn't remind me of me. <laughs> She's awesome. That's, that's tough to do. Yeah. Our Rise and Shout today brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who deserves the Rise and Shout, Jeremy? Brian Koroleski for snowblowing. <laughs> The neighborhood. <laughs> Absolutely. He, he, Brian has no idea. He might be watching today. I don't know. Or listening. I don't know. I really hope he oh, is. Oh, that's really he's got funny. got a lot of love on this show. Our elite tweet of the day, answering what will be the biggest accomplishment by a BYU team or athlete in 2017 from at BYU Clark. Biggest accomplishment will be Johnny Linehan running 23 yards out of the end zone for a first oh, down gosh. on fourth and 19. He'll never die. Thanks to Mike <laughs> MP and everyone on our crew conversations 24-7 on Twitter. That'd be cool if he just ran 20 yards for a first down on fourth and 19. I just want 19. to see Johnny run, period. Yeah. Download the podcast for Jerem. I am Spencer. Shout out to Brian Vi. We're back to work at noon Eastern. Go clear your driveway. I know. Seriously.